Welcome to another Mysterious Mini, the weekly mini-sode where we tell you all about new book releases and events happening in-store and online. I'm your host, Becca. And I'm Gary. And welcome. It is March. It is March. We're a week into March now. Dun dun dun. <laughs> it's happening. Yeah. How do you feel about that? I don't know. It's we're already three months into the year. The thing is, like, now that it's March, like, it's like we're only weeks away from like when we hit all our big conventions and stuff. Oh my god, I know. Hey listeners, if you're going to WonderCon, so am I. Hell yeah. Mm. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I volunteered. Don't get me wrong. Like, I don't want to make it sound like. Yeah. Like I'm being forced to go. Certainly not. We have the option. Sorry for hitting my microphone. <laughs> That's um, all right. It happens. <laughs> I was moving a figure. Oh. <laughs> Very important stuff. Couldn't Definitely. wait. <laughs> Perfect podcast material. Of course. <laughs> um. No, but like, I don't know. I'm sure a lot of people feel this way. Like, I'm a kind of nervous but also like excited like i miss conventions i want to get back to it yeah and like WonderCon is like obviously san diego comic-con is our home convention yeah but like to me WonderCon is like like it's the one that like all of the creative people look forward to Here's okay inside scoop for you guys um i see more like friends in the field like of like authors and comic creators and stuff like at WonderCon than any other convention. Like interesting. All right. So much more like laid back. And like, that's why I am looking forward to, to going, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That sounds cool. Are you going to go? Uh, I don't know yet. I haven't decided. I Kelly asked me if I wanted to work it and I was like, not really, but I've never been to WonderCon before. Oh, well, it's so much fun. Yeah. It is. Well, I mean, I already, I just described it. I don't need to describe nah, it Nah, totally. I get it. But like, yeah, it sounds, it sounds like a good time. I'd like to go. We just have a lot of, the thing is like, I don't know if I really want to work the convention itself because all of the stuff leading up to the convention and post convention is when I'm the busiest in the store. And so like, it just makes for really long weeks when I both do all of the like, inventory and sorting and receiving for them and then working the event on top of that i mean i say go as an attendee maybe cosplay gary that could be fun i've never cosplayed what yeah i don't really do like yeah i haven't even done like like halloween costumes in like years and years i mean we talked about about you yeah we talked about that time that we bullied you about the scream costume because we didn't know that you were a child when you wore it yes yes i do remember that i do remember that you want to get into the events this week we should talk about the events this week yeah what's coming up um today the eighth Yes. We have uh, Margaret Dillaway discussing where the sky lives. Yeah, um, this is her newest middle grade. It's going to be an in-store event. Yeah, and uh, if you if the name sounds familiar, um, you guys will recognize uh, if you ch- if you check out the books beneath. Uh, Five things about Ava Andrews was like mm-hmm. a big hit when it came out. Um, I remember seeing it in a bunch of like different articles and stuff and it looks really good um i'm really excited about this book it is set in the zion national park oh and um it's 
it's got a lot of like uh it says it has a lot of elements of like stem and like you know girls in like stem yeah. and that sort of stuff in it, which is great love that's that. awesome um but i really am excited because it it says that it is a sweet but emotional story about like family grief and accepting things that are out of your control and so i think that it's probably going to have you know some stuff to do with environmental activism i would think and sort yeah, of yeah that like, sounds great like you know learning about the planet and like also it seems like it's going to have some like family dynamic stuff i'm excited mm-hmm. i think i just think that margaret delaway is really fantastic and yeah we have yeah. uh you can get uh signed and personalized book plates even if you are not attending um oh it'll be signed it. books it'll be signed books because she's in store yeah so she will do an in-store signing. So if you guys are going to come to the event, you don't have to purchase your book ahead of time. Um, you know, you can come in store and buy it and then yeah. she'll sign it after the 30 minute discussion mm-hmm. and then the Q&A. Um, but if you don't want to attend or you can't attend for whatever reason, uh, just follow the typical guidelines that we've laid out over and over again for you guys when it comes mm-hmm. to signed and personalized book plates when checking out online. Yeah. Uh, tomorrow on Wednesday, uh, Gretchen Felker Martin is going to be in conversation with Lee Mandelo talking about their new book, Manhunt. Oh, I'm which, so uh, excited about this book. Tell me about this book, Becca. It is a post-apocalyptic modern setting horror that is following a group of trans folks as they like make their way across like whatever like terrain right like on uh-huh. their journey um and the the fun the fun thing is uh all of the cis men are now feral um and like they have to like fight them to survive yeah very uh it's it, it really brings to mind for me left for dead too if anyone has played that um there is I gotta pull up a little clip of it so okay. we can share. There's a character in it called the Hunter. Like, so there's different kinds of zombies in Left 4 Dead too. It's uh-huh. uh, the second in the Left 4 Dead series. It's a uh, zombie horror game for those who are not familiar. Um, from Valve, I mm-hmm. think they also did Half Life. Yes, yes, they did. Yeah, and a, a slew of other really great games. For a long time, they were I think one Portal's of Portal's also from them. Portal, uh, TF2. Yep, and TF, of course. Um, th- for a long time, they were my favorite developer because I was poor and I only had an Xbox and they were like, we got you. Yeah, that's um, But the, this is like what I imagine when, like, I think of how the men are in this. When it's describing, like, feral men. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I'm trying to get... I, there's a lot of videos from the perspective of, like, playing the creature, but I'm trying oh, okay. to get, like... Here we go. This is a montage. Ah! Oh, God, it's so loud. Um, I guess warning for anyone clicking on it. In the description, uh, let's put a little, like... It's loud. Yeah, okay. Wait, oh, this I is like brutal. this better. I like this one better. Oh my god, okay. Like, don't include this one in the description, though, just because, like, it has, like, it's from a guy's, like, stream. But just look at them all. Like, this is what I imagine. Yeah. A pack oh, of Oh, these are creepy. Men. That's the yeah. hunter. 
They're super I've creepy. I've seen a lot of gay pornography of this guy. Oh, okay. With, like, the survivors and stuff. <laughs> I don't know oh why I'm telling God. you that. Thank you, Becca. Like, I appreciate that listen, information. As feral as the zombies were, we were more feral as prepubescent virgins. <laughs> that is fair. Um. <laughs> oh my goodness. They're creepy. Okay, so, feral men being hunted. <laughs> yes. Uh, and I'm really excited. This book has been getting a little bit of, like, it's getting a lot of attention, right? Because the yeah. cover is really, like, catching. Uh, I'm not going to say anything about it. Just, like, go look at it if you haven't Yeah, if y'all haven't seen guys. the cover, just go look at the cover for this um, book. And I just, it's it's pissing off cis men, and that's one of my favorite pastimes, so. This book's already great in my mind, and I haven't even read it yet. <laughs> yeah. Incredible. I think this one came out last week? A couple weeks ago. Yes. So it came out a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah, we were... Sometimes we aren't so fast when it comes to picking up right? the events. We we try, okay? We're trying. We do our best. We go as fast as we can. Sometimes they've made prior commitments, and we can't be like, stop it. Come talk to us instead. Yeah. Yeah. Um, On Thursday at 7 p.m., I feel like we haven't been saying the time... Oh, yeah, events. that's true. The, but it's in the description, guys. I think, it's, I think all of the ones we've talked about so far are all been 7 o'clock. Cool. Okay, this event is uh, Thomas... Oh, no. I believe it's Old Hoyvelt. It's, uh... Old he's, Yeah. Okay, He's, cool. um, from the Netherlands. That was gonna say, that's definitely, like... It's gi- it's giving Scandinavian vibe, the last yeah, name. Yeah, like, it's, like, Dutch, I think. yeah. Um, okay, so uh, he will be in discussion with Chris Golden. Um, they will be discussing Thomas's book Echo. It mm-hmm. is a supernatural survival horror and adventure uh, following a traveling journalist and climber who wakes up from a coma um, only to find out that his climbing partner is missing and has been presumed dead. And so now he's going to try to figure out uh what the hell happened yeah he uh it the description makes it seem like they um went up this like particular like mountain in the in the in the swiss alps where something was waiting for them there like yeah i feel seems like very spooky vibes this definitely isn't the first time that i've encountered something that has like horror about like the alps or like other like European, sort of Scandinavian, like, mountain ranges? Yeah. I feel like there must be some sort of, like, you know, like, it comes from, like, their mythology or, like, something like that, right? Mm-hmm. Like, the the reference. Sure. I mean, I think, it's just, like, mountain climbing is, like, scary and dangerous anyway, oh, right? Oh, yeah, and especially, like, when you think about, like, the big ones like the Swiss Alps or uh, Mount Fuji or uh-huh. um, God, what's the really intense one? Rushmore. No. No, not no. Rushmore. Sorry. Not you said Rushmore. my brain. <laughs> my brain was on Mount, and ah. I was like, "What mountains? Mounts? Uh, no." Uh, um, the one that people like train for and have to take like oxygen tanks and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, huh? It's the tallest mountain uh, in the Everest. world. Mount Everest. Everest David said. It's Everest. Yes. Yeah. You know they have just like <laughs> little like piles of bodies all over that mountain. 
Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. Like, there's just ravines full of, like, bones because it's, like, where people have fallen and died and, like... No there's no way to, like, bring those bodies back down, really. Yeah, yeah, there's there's nothing to do. Like, ah, this is so scary. It's horrifying to me. Yeah. I have no desire to climb Everest. No, me either. My dad climbed Mount Fuji. Um, wow. When he was 17? That's amazing. He was in the Marine Corps and he was like stationed in Japan for a while um, in like Osaka. And yeah, like part of their training was that they had to in full gear with like their full back, like their pack and everything and like weapons and everything, like do a drill where they climbed the fucking mountain. That's why. And then came back down. And like my dad said, I guess is like ash. So like when you when you when you like climb it, you sink in like almost like it's hard oh. to get a grip sometimes, and it's really easy to slide. Interesting. Yeah. Like I don't. Think oh, that ash. makes sense. I didn't realize that Mount Fuji was a volcano. Oh yeah. I guess I didn't know that. I've like seen Mount Fuji in images, like it's like an iconic. Uh, I was going to say, it has a volcano look to it. It kind of does. It's like a lonely peak, but I I just never, I guess I didn't know, like, know this. Yeah. Oh, look at that. Gary's learning something. Yeah. The last Um, eruption was in 1707. Yeah. So it's been a mile. A a mile. It's been a while. Mm Mm-hmm. Do you want to tell us about the next event? Yes. Let me... I have windows for the events and windows for the books, and I had them mixed up. Uh, yeah, our next event is going to be on Friday at uh, 7 o'clock as well. Remy K. England is going to be in conversation with Britta London. Uh, Remy's talking about their new book. It's uh, The One and True Me and You. The One and True... The One True Me and You. I don't know why I had such a hard time with that title. And Britta's talking about their book, Ship It, which I think came out last year. Yeah, uh, got a lot of buzz when that one came out. So this this conversation will be uh, it's a virtual event. We're going to be offering signed book plates for Remy's book. Uh, if you place an order on our website, you can get that. Uh, yeah. And then our uh, just like a quick, you know, mention. Uh, we do have Romance Book Club on uh, Sunday. What are they talking about, Gary? They're talking about The Brightest Star in Paris by Diana Biller. Nice, nice, nice. Yeah. And then on Monday, uh, before we talk again, there will be a event at 7 p.m. Uh, Aaron Philip Clark is going to be in discussion with Curtis Ippolito uh, discussing Under Color of Law. Uh, this book follows a black rookie cop, Trevor Finn Finnegan, uh, as he is coming up the ranks of the LAPD, aspiring to fix a truly broken department. And four years into his career, the city is brimming with, uh, you know, active need for racial justice and for change in the system. And when a black when a black academy recruit is found dead in the Angeles National Forest, Finn is on the case. Hmm. This sounds fascinating. Yeah, I'm really excited. Like a lot of my beef with the mystery genre is how often very um old and white it still is yeah and like that is not to say that it's a bad thing like 
I certainly have a lot of like older white authors in the like mystery genre that I'm I'm a fan of. Yeah. But like it does feel like one of the genres that is like that has like clung on to like not changing with the times the the longest, you know what I mean? Sure. That makes sense to me. Like I feel like only in the past couple years have I really started being like wow like I'm seeing like not just like a couple but like the majority of the books that we're getting are like things that I have not seen before right like yeah yeah I'm excited to talk about one of the one of the books that I picked to talk about when we get to that part of the uh podcast is a mystery title which I almost never exciting for you yeah yeah you never do that so we'll get to that sweet um, but yeah, that is it for events. So I guess we are going to get to that. So yeah, do you wanna, let's get do you into books. Tell us about that. Sure. Yeah. Let me just go ahead. I'll start with that one. Uh, there is a book coming out this week, brand new this week, The Old Woman with the Knife by Gu Byung Mo. It's uh, translated from South Korean and it's about a 65 year old female assassin who's facing like her last uh, her last job. It sounds incredible. Uh, her name is Hornclaw. She is she lives in a modest apartment with her aging dog Deadweight, and Love his uh, name. she yeah she is a a ruthless assassin. She says she's taken down double crossers, corporate enemies, cheating spouses for the past four decades. Uh, but now she's nearing the end of her career, and an injury leads her to an unexpected connection with a doctor and his family. It says, but emotions for an assassin are a dangerous proposition. As Hornclaw's world closes in, this final chapter in her career may also mark her bloody end. Wow. Yeah, I mean, it sounds I'm amazing. A, I'm a sucker for, like, you better watch out for that old lady. Yes, 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 like, yes, exactly. Because it's the antithesis of, like, I feel like for a lot of, like, older women, they do feel like their sexuality is, like, taken away, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and, like, their power and stuff. Like, people don't, they, they grandma them. Like, they don't look at yeah. them as, like, women anymore. They look at them as grandmas and, like, that is separated in their head. And mm-hmm. I love this sort of, like, oh, gosh, that there's that one actress that, like, oh, wait, like, M- Marion, um... Do you know who, who I mean? Are you thinking of Meryl Streep? No. Who are you? T- I don't know who you're talking about. She's older. She has like silver hair. It's short. Oh, uh. She uh, always uh, plays like bad bitches. She wait, no, yeah, I think I do know who you're. I I think I do know who you're talking about. What is her name? Um. God, I just saw her in something recently. What did I see her in? Helen Mirren, is that who you're thinking of? I know she's been in, like, yes. they've... Yes, okay. I have to say something, and I just... You can't put this in the podcast. Okay. But the way that I found her was by Googling old people spy movie, because it got... And, like, the first option that wasn't an advertisement was the 2010 movie Red. You know what's really funny? I found her because I was like, I remember she was in that movie Red when I looked at the (laughs) movie theater. So that is also how I found her. I'm just so mad that I Googled, like, old people (laughs) spy movie, and Google was like, I got you, I got you. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> oh my god! Oh, 
incredible. Yeah, yeah so I'm really, I'm really excited for this book. <laughs> um, I don't really have much to describe about this book because, like, the title pretty much describes it the whole way. But uh-huh. I'm tremendously excited to pick up The Way Spring Arrives and Other Stories, a collection of Chinese science fiction and fantasy in translation from a visionary team of female and non-binary creators. Yes. Um, it has been put together by Yu Shen and Regina Kanyu Wang. And yeah, it's... Yeah. This book came up in my... When I was putting together the list of new titles and I was like, Becca, you have to look at this. Literally, as I was reading the title, like, I was like, oh, 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 like, that is so exciting. Yeah. (laughs) I'm just, yeah. yeah. And so it's a collection of 17 stories. And yeah, I could, I, I couldn't be more excited. Like, I, sometimes I, I feel like people act like third gender is a white American construct and Mm. like the only reason that people feel that way is because colonization got rid of all of the like rich cultural like celebration of third gender in other cultures you know what I mean? And so like like that is why it is so exciting to me to have these sorts of things come out and be like celebrated and like to discuss them because it it just continues to prove like yeah like queer people have always existed it's not just an american thing Mm -hmm. like and i'm i'm so excited like this it's gonna be just like so much new perspective and like so many new like stories to to read yeah i'm excited to pick this one up it's it's like should we buddy read it that could be cool that could be fun yeah, we have copies in the store already. Maybe I'll pick one up tomorrow when I'm there. Cool. Yeah. What's your next book? Uh, my next one is The Future is Yours by Dan Frey. Uh, this one is about two best friends who create a computer that can predict the future. It shows them the internet from a year in the future. So they can see Damn. things that they're going to do and things that are going to happen. They can predict stocks. They can bet on sports. They can... Except maybe maybe an apocalypse is coming, and is there anything they can do to stop it? Probably not. Probably not. It sounds fascinating though. I'm really I'm really excited. There's a there's um I read the I don't know if it's like the prologue, it it, when it came in yesterday, but it's an email. It's it's written as their like text messages and emails and like things like that. that. And the email that he gets at the beginning. It, the main character is getting an email from himself from the future being like, hey, that device you're working on, it fucking works. <laughs> and like, don't worry so about it. The very kind of thing. classic, like, it's me from the future. Yes, literally. Uh-huh. Oh, my God. Yeah, 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 yeah. So uh, this this looks really fun. This cover is really compelling. I don't usually include paperbacks, but this is I don't uh I think the hardcover came out like in February of last year and I just missed it. So I wanted to, to shout this one out. Yeah. Because the know, paperback I, release is happening. Something that they like tell artists a lot, like, is to not just share your art once. 
because like mm. the internet is so vast and like so loud that most of the time not everyone's going to see it if you just post it once and then don't come back and do it again. Yeah. And so like I think that that can be the same with books. Like there are so many books all the time. So like if there's a new release, I don't care if it's not like the first time it's been released. Yeah, totally. Like, right? Like oh, I that's that... got a new cover. The cover's not even the same one that the hardcover had. Maybe that's why I missed it the first time. Oh, I don't know. That's cool. Yeah, that is interesting. I like this new artwork they chose. Um, What's your next book? My next book is uh, for our older audience. I would say, please, I, I, I'm gonna say, I think eighteen plus. Okay. I think it's recommended seventeen plus on the Seven Seas uh entertainment website because they go off of like Japanese age restrictions. Yeah. Um but this comic is called uh this manga is The Girl in the Arcade. It's volume one uh by Okusho and M G M E E. I don't know if that's Migni or M G Me. Uh it's just their art handle for the illustrator. Yeah. Um which has become a really big new trend and like I think the implication of that is so fascinating, right? Because, like... Yeah! Like, that's not, like, your full name. So, like... Oh, wait, it has the... This is The about the author shows, uh-huh. Yeah. That is interesting, because most of the time, like, when I have looked at a lot of the, like, books we've been getting in that have these, like, pen names and stuff, there's usually not an explanation. Oh, it's like, Megumi. It just, that makes so much more sense. Yeah. Um. Yeah. That's fascinating to me. Anyways, it's a slapstick sexy comedy about boy meets girl at the arcade. Um, at his job working in an arcade, Mobuo gets pretty much ignored by everyone. Even his nickname references the way that he blends into the background like some sort of NPC. All that changes when gorgeous, larger-than-life Yagashi Nanora barges into the place and demands his help learning the ins and outs of the arcade's trickiest games. And did she just ask him out? <laughs> One thing's for sure. It's the beginning of a summer full of arcade fun and simmering sexual tension. This sounds cute. Yeah, I... I mean, like, I'm a sucker for, like, cute adult romance. And yeah. Like, obviously, this is one of my preferred genres, and, like, I'm just really happy that more mangaka are moving in the way of, like, yeah, why don't we just make them college age so that it's not weird when we yeah. give them big boobs or, like, want to talk about sex, like, and I appreciate that because it makes it a lot easier to support creators and, like, not yeah, feel definitely. bad. Mm -hmm. Um, And she just looks adorable on the cover. I love her outfit. Um... I'm really, I, I can't decide from, because like on the cover, she looks shy, but uh -huh. in the description, she s sounds like pretty confident. Uh -huh. And so like, I'm really excited to like, sort of see what her archetype, like what her like character type is, you know? Sure. Oh, that's also, oh, that's, I was just like, oh yeah, that's out today. Like we could go, you could, we could pick this up. I know. Okay. Cool. Do you have any more comics? I mean, any uh, more comics? Do you have any more books? I have one more. I have a YA title also this week. Wow. Yeah, The Book of Living Secrets from Madeline Rowe? Rue? Rowe. Uh, Rowe is coming out. Yeah, it says it's perfect for fans of the Hazelwood. Uh, it's about these two friends who are um, described as being very different in 
uh, in their day-to-day lives, but they both like have this love of this gothic romance novel called Moira. And they are tempted by a man to like, they could enter the world of the book. They could go into the story and be part of the story. And they do. It's an isekai. But the, the world is different than it is like in the book that they remember reading. It's they're now all the like lavish balls and star-crossed love affairs are now interlaced with unspeakable horrors. Oh. Yeah, it says the girls realize that something dark is lurking behind their foray, foray into fiction, and they will have to rewrite their own arcs if they hope to escape this nightmare with their lives. I don't mean to be rude. But uh-huh. like no shit, something dark is lurking behind the fact that you were able to enter a fictional yes. world. Uh-huh. Because some random sketchy guy was like <laughs> He's described as a mysterious man in the description. Like, I don't even like let men I know offer me things. Like <laughs> you think I'm gonna let some mysterious guy be like, I could send you to the I could send you realms. into this book. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, it's very funny. Uh, but it's out like, I don't know, it sounds interesting to me. I, I might poke into this. This one's also one that I picked because the cover is incredible. You and your incredible covers. I know, I just, I'm a sucker for a good cover. Well, speaking of good covers, um, this comic, Electric Century, is coming out. Yes. Bro. Okay, so first of all, let's just get to the freaking, the, the, the name drop. Uh, uh-huh. You, you might know a little band called My Chemical Romance, and you might know that one of the 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 members, the lead singer, in fact, um, is a comic creator. But did you know that his little brother was also in the band and also makes comics? Oh, oh shit. Yeah, Mikey Way, um, alongside Sean Simon and uh, Toby Cypress... Uh, wrote ele- created Electric Century. It follows a former sitcom star, Johnny Ashford. Um, and I'm just going to read you the description because it's wild. Yeah. Johnny Ashford, former sitcom star, drives drunk through a fo- storefront and gets tossed in jail. His aspiring actress girlfriend bails him out and he begins seeing a hypnotherapist who sends him to his happy place, 1980s Atlantic City, where he relives his childhood on the boardwalk and the Electric Century Casino, hardly noticing shadowy specters all around. His addiction shifts from alcohol to his hypnotic trips to the boardwalk. When his girlfriend winds up there, Johnny has to figure out how to save the save their lives and escape the Electric Century. Fascinating. This right. sounds great. I need to read this. I, I'm so excited. Like it. I really like the idea of like bringing this sort of like grittier, like rock and roll, like like lifestyle into the comics world. Like yeah. I've talked about several books before. Like uh, I like th- there's that one about the stand up comedian. Remember that I had brought? Yeah, 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 yeah. Back? And like, there's the Ed Brubaker uh, Bad Weekend mm-hmm. that, you know, follows a washed up, you know, comic creator. I love Dying is Easy. Thank you, David. Yes, from IDW. Yes. I was like, I can see it in my mind's eye, but. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I'm really, I'm looking forward to 
picking this up. Yeah, I, this looks really cool. I mean, like, I love My Chemical Romance. Hopefully they don't cancel the concert this year. <laughs> since I've had the tickets for three years now. Yeah. Um, But, I mean, Mikey and Gerard are both excellent writers as well in their own right. And they're both, like, extremely creative people. And so, like, mm-hmm. I don't... It's so weird. I've talked about it before on here, just like the overlap of like pop punk performers that also want to and do create comics. Yeah. Yeah, no, I find that fascinating. Just that that multi-talented sort of means of expression. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And then the last book that I wanted to mention, uh, just because I am excited and it's something like, I think, special. Uh. Mm-hmm. So Toilet Bound Hanako-kun, uh, Hanako-kun is a really good manga series uh, that a lot of people I feel like don't pick up because of the name. But I'm just going to say really quick, all it is is that he is a ghost and he is bound to the room where he died. Okay. And he's like specifically bound to a, a specific stall in the girl's bathroom because that's where he was you know, that's where he died. Interesting. And uh, that's the, that his name is Hanako-kun. Like, he's toilet bound because he's, you know, he can't leave. Yeah, he died whatever. there. And he can leave, like, the room. It's just, like, that he can't, I think, leave the school. Okay. Like, yeah. So, this is volume zero. Um, For those of you who are unfamiliar, it's sort of like... When a book series you enjoy releases, like, what happened before the story, you know? A a prologue? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. a prequel. Prologue? A prequel. A prequel. prequel, yeah. Um, so that's basically like this, uh, lots of manga do this sorts of thing. Um, uh, <laughs> it is the origin of Toilet Bound Hanako-kun, um, it was originally published as a self-contained short story, short series, excuse me. Mm. Um, and so this is the publication of those original three chapters uh, alongside a printing of the creator's debut work, My Dear Living Dead, um, which I think is like really cool. Like, yeah. I, you know, I, I've talked about how mangaka are a lot more private than you know we traditionally mm-hmm. are maybe used to here in the states and so like i'm always really excited to learn more about like the backstory or like see more of like their work that we otherwise wouldn't have access to here. yeah yeah, so, yeah that's cool forward to that i'm always a fan of prequel stories right i don't know the prequels weren't very no i'm just kidding <laughs> Uh, I will defend the prequels, but also, like, it's a thing that I've seen happen in, especially, like, book series that go on for a really long time. Like, I think that eventually the, I think the Robert Jordan books even have, like, a prequel story, and then Terry Goodkind's Wheel, uh, Sword of Truth series, uh, they later came out with a book that takes place, like, when his, when the main character was born, like, it's about his mother, and, uh, I I don't know, I'm just a fan of that kind of, that kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense to me. Yeah. Cool. Um, but yeah, I think that's everything. I think so. What are you reading right now, Becca? Um, I am still working my way through the Love Con. Uh, 
I like psyched myself out about it and then like I told on myself to Kellyanne and it got me to finally start reading it again. <laughs> Amazing. Like I don't know why, but like because Victoria recommended it to me and was like, I really love it, you're gonna love it. Like it just froze me. Like I was oh, just sure. like I was like, oh no, I can't like I read the first what if page I don't? and I was like, I love this. It's so <laughs> good. But then I just couldn't touch it again. I was like, oh no. Anyways, yeah, I'm like nine chapters in now and it's really, really good. That's um, awesome. And then I'm on volume five of Jujutsu Kaisen, just wrapping that up. And then I picked up a couple new manga when I got paid, but I can't remember what I picked up. So to be told another day. Yeah, we'll get to um, it next time. Yeah. What are you reading right now? Uh, I'm still very slowly making my way through Leviathan Wakes, the first Expanse novel, um, and I'm enjoying it. I, I binged the show in like a couple weeks. So right now, because I'm in the first book, it's very like it's just a little bit more depth into who these characters are like at yeah. the start of their journeys. And uh, it's interesting, but it's just I'm just I'm not like pushing through it as quickly as I would if it was something I was reading fresh, I think. That makes sense. Uh, and then I'm like... Right on the cusp of starting Daniel Jose Older's book, Midnight Horizon, which was the young adult uh, Star Wars Higher Public novel that came out last month. Yeah. Uh, I have the audiobook for it and I've been meaning to get around to it and I just haven't I just haven't started it yet. So I think I'm going to do that this week. Cool. Yeah. I totally oh, and then uh, there's another. I'm so sorry. No, it's OK. Um, Justina Ireland also just had, I think, last week. Uh, her newest higher public story, Mission to Disaster, came yes. out. So I have to pick yes, a copy of that up, too. Oh, my God. You're falling so far behind. I know. There's so many. We have so many Star Wars books happening this year. I'm going to... Uh, I don't Get know how I'm going to keep up. I'm already... Yeah, I'm already behind Use on the, the force. Star Wars books. Constantly Use behind. the force, Gary. Thank you. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, where can people find you on social media? Oh, if you want to find me on social media, find me at the Gary Roby uh, on Twitter, and you can find my Star Wars show, The New Republic Archives, over at duelinggenre.com. Nice. Where can people find you? You guys can find me uh, on Twitter and TikTok and now Twitch. I'm getting oh, ready shit. to debut on Twitch um, at Becca Bean, B-E-E-A-N. Um, join me to see me drawing maybe some stuff related to work, probably just personal stuff, but you never know. Um, and also playing games like Genshin Impact or, you know, the Vocaloid Rhythm games. Um, amazing. Incredible. I'm I'm also thinking about maybe doing a book club there. Oh, that could be fun. Like once I have some followers, like I think it would be fun to like do like a little like read together thing. I'm excited oh, yeah. to see what and dating what you sims, sh- dating sims. Yes. David said we're gonna do dating sims. Of course, of course. Uh, I'm excited um, to see what kinds of things you end up streaming because I know that Nick also streams games sometimes, and uh, I'm I have a feeling that y'all are gonna be playing like very different stuff. So oh my it's god, just, like, fun I totally to see. forgot that Nick streams. Yeah, Nick streams. I have to. I'm sorry, but if Nick's stream isn't called Nick Streams Extreme, I don't like he's Aww. missing out. <laughs> That's really cool. You should let him know. He's got to change his branding now. Right. Change it all. Let me tell you <laughs> something. 
I never ever want to hear anybody say that Twitch streamers don't work hard because setting this shit up has taken, like, I'm on my third week of setting this shit up. Yeah. And I'm only now like, oh, maybe I can do like an hour long stream to test it out just to make sure everything's working. That's incredible, though. I'm excited to see. I'm excited to see what what you yeah. do with that channel. But yeah, awesome. so come join me, and we will do that. Uh, you can find the store on all social media platforms at Mist Galaxy Books. Mm-hmm. Um, you can also find us on our website, MistGalaxy.com, and in the description, you will find uh, links to all of the books from today and all of our events. And there will also be a link to Austin Farmer's Spotify uh, because our intro and outro music is from him. It's cut from Kill the Farm Boy off of his album Bookshelf Symphony Orchestra. We now have signed copies of his book, The Phantom Circuit, in store. Man, I was just about to ask you. I was about to be like, "What? Yep. What's the deal with the books?" Yep he uh, he was in for an event that uh, that we were holding in store this week, and I believe he signed his books while he was in store. So we have signed ones now. Yeah, guys. So come come check yeah. that out. Awesome is yep, great. Yeah. yeah, he's a good dude. I like him a lot. So glad that uh, happy to support him. Happy that uh, delighted that he let us use this this track for this uh, podcast. I like that every single episode, every mini soap, we're like, we have to talk about Austin for like a while because what if we don't seem grateful enough? <laughs> what if he doesn't know? He's just what such if a the nice guy. Don't know. <laughs> uh, all right, guys, we'll see you again soon in a galaxy not so far away.